Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. As usual, I'm Kyle Corbus, and uh, today I'm super excited. To get to hang out with a guy that I think is phenomenal. I think he's the next big thing. I think if you don't know him now, at the end of this episode, you're going to want to know him, and you're going to want to listen to him all the time. And if you love country music, you love this guy, Justin Dukes. He's hanging out with me today. Dude, thanks for coming to hang. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Oh, man, thank you for having me, buddy. I was all about it when you asked me, so I'm glad to be here. Of course, of course. So now, if, if you can't tell by... Uh, by by Justin's accent there he is he is uh as country as it gets in my opinion <laughs> and, uh, you're from yeah. South Georgia like we just got finished talking uh yeah the way I say it Vidalia Georgia you're probably gonna say it a different way but uh <laughs> that's awesome so so for you why don't we start off by like kind of giving just like this quick little backstory I don't like to dwell on like kind of what you grew up listening to and like that that stuff's all cool to me too right but like like just give me the, the backstory like why are you where you are today and like how did you get to this point and and um you know why you love what you do yeah man so like I said I'm from Vidalia Georgia um man before I even knew it like I was singing songs I see you wearing a CMT hat like you Come know on, this is a great hat yeah, I love it. I love it, man. I love it. I would love to have one of those. But uh, most kids would sit and watch, you know, cartoons or whatever, man. But, like, all my parents had to do was turn on CNT or GAC or whatever, anything to do with country music. And I was just mesmerized, you know. And, um, I mean, run around the house singing before I even could put sentences together, you know, singing songs like, Sammy Kershaw songs and yeah. Brooks and Dunn and all that stuff. And I don't know, man, I've just always been, um, music's always caught my ear, especially country music. And uh, when um, I got my first guitar, started learning, taught myself how to play around age of 12, 13. And, uh, and my parents were very supportive. And by the time I was 15, I was playing little dive bars around south georgia i was playing um uh festivals and man anywhere that i could get on stage and play you know and um but yeah it was music's always been a part of my life and uh my first love though in music was elvis presley that was number one man you know why don't ask me why but i knew that i knew that yeah (laughs) yeah man i tell you like i remember hearing um Elvis the first time my grandma was playing him and I was just floored and man by the time I was six seven eight years old my grandmama made me a jumpsuit and so like I would go to nursing homes man and I would I would entertain as little Elvis at nursing homes and different things like that man like so music's always been a part of my life and I, I I just love it man I I couldn't ask for anything better you know in my opinion there's nothing better it is what gets me no out. there's it's not what gets me out of bed in the morning i'll tell you that I, exactly I, I always like when people like I, I love getting up and i listen to music all day every day i mean there's pockets where i'm not listening to it for the most part i'm either listening to uh like my like what's on i'm either listening to what's on my phone in my car the cds mm-hmm. that are in my car because i got like 10 that I consider gold records that sit in my glove compartment in my car that I put in my CD. Right. I still got one. Or I listen to vinyl. I have a pro- I have a vinyl problem, and I'm not afraid to admit it. But brother, me and you both, man. I know. I, I mean, saw your collection. I was a little jealous. Dude. I'm not gonna lie. 
I, I, I know you and Ethan are, are, are making a small record store in your apartment. Don't, don't I'm not naive really? to that one. Between, between the both of us, we've got at least at least five to 600 records. In that's house, ridiculous. But... That is, I'm yeah. tipping a hundred and I think that's a lot. So that's, well, that's, that's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good start, man. Yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> he says, um, he says you put all this money into it, but that's a good start. It's a good, it's a good no, start. No, no. <laughs> oh man. Hey, it's an investment dude. Cause they're, they're coming back on the rise, man. Oh, yeah. You find some gyms, especially like in these little thrift stores or, you know, um, even like these people that are, you know, inherit their mom or their dads or their grandparents and yeah. like there's want to get rid of them and they're like, you might walk out of there with a record you bought 500 bucks that's selling for 150 online. You know, it's like. Sure. So, so vinyl's weird though. Well, in my opinion, for me, it's, it's different because like I inherited probably a third of what I have. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't even have a record player at that time. I just kind of inherited it from a family member uh, who ended up passing away. And my uncle had like tons and tons of vinyl, like probably over 500 records and a lot of duplicates and stuff that was definitely, definitely loved. I'll tell you that it's definitely loved and uh, it, it, it was used and it still is. So like my, my thing about vinyl is like, I really like to, I really want to listen to it. Like I am not like, I don't, really have any plans to resell any or like let it go yeah, yeah. sell any right so like my some of my sleeves are beat up like some of the, my records are like you know like most of them are all like they all play all the way through but like i definitely have one or two that have a scratch in there somewhere and like i didn't buy right. it that way, but it is just is what it is right and like i yeah. take care of myself and i and I, I keep it really nice and i you know keep it on on shelves and whatever else and and but but vinyl is great because i really love to listen to yeah. it and uh and it's just, it's like one of my favorite things. And it's like this weird hobby, but you're totally right. It's uh, it, it, it can get expensive because you just keep wanting to buy more and more and more. And you never really want to stop. I just got one in the middle today. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you never really want to stop. Uh, I'm a huge Eric Church fan and I recently acquired. Um, so prior to this, I had uh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Desperate Man. And then I had and from the triple because yeah. you were only able to buy that if you're like a part of the choir. So I kind of, right. I was a part of the choir for a year just so I could buy the record. Exactly. Um, so I had those three and then I was like, man, I can't just have these three. Like Carolina is one of my favorite albums of all time. So like, that was cool. Oh, me too. But like the other ones are incredible too. Like I, like I'm a geek for them. So I went on Facebook dude and I, I was able to acquire centers like me, Springsteen, uh, uh, Mr. Misunderstood and The Outsiders four records for $90 wrapped hey, unused that's good like that's a good deal from a baby right that's right I yeah mean, I mean I, I, I thought about it for a second I was like I can't say no I was like I gotta say yes to four you can't just buy yes two. I mean yeah no dude that's that's you got a great deal Great. Now I got everything except for the triple. That's the only thing, and the live records. But that's the only thing I don't got. Yeah, yeah. I, the only thing I'm missing from him is uh, is outsiders, and um, and the live record. Uh, yeah, the live uh, stuff is, is what I'm missing. Caught in the act, or what? Not caught in the act. Whatever it is, yeah. Uh, there's so, like 61 uh, days in church, and then the red. red oh, well, rock, that too. There's yeah, all yeah. that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. There, there's there's a ton of stuff, but one day, one day. Um, so. 
Uh, I got sidetracked in that. that yeah. all the time. You know, oh, man, really, we could talk all day about We could talk man. all yeah. day. Yeah. And I, you know what's funny? It's like I, th- I think about it, too, and, like, you talk about your vinyl collection, and, and what, what I can get here is different from what you can get there. Like, I know, right. like, you can get, you could probably get, like, I, I struggle finding old country records here. Like, I've, right. I've there's a store in, I, I live really close to New York City, uh, you know, like I don't, I don't go there that often because I'm not a huge fan. But if I do, yeah. there's this one record store uh, there, and this guy's got everything from Etta James to like reggae and like everything in between, right? And mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten George Strait records there. I've gotten Randy Travis records there. Uh, I came a day from getting a Keith Whitley record there. That's still, that's my next thing. And I'm really picky because I have to get stuff at like stores. I got like the only stuff I've ever bought, bought online was that stuff from the church stuff. That was it. Otherwise, right. everything I've gotten at stores. And I will not. I, I have to. I have to get it from stores or from someone yeah. that sends it to me. Um, so like Keith Whitley's on that list. But you guys have so much more. Like you can get like Tony Rice. I can't get Tony Rice anywhere. Like thing, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan's Ethan's got the hack on finding Tony Rice because like he's he'll 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 find a, a sealed one from somebody that only want 30 bucks for it or something and but yeah no i know what you're saying because he's super I mean, nice I, he gives him the twinkle that's why yeah exactly yeah 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 exactly yeah it's uh it's hilarious now i gotta ask you do you listen to vidalia vidalia in vidalia george <laughs> well as a kid growing up i sure did i was a big as you should, right? fan. <laughs> yes like every every year when that song came out i think it came out 90s six maybe around that, that time right. I, I was born in 94 so like i remember hearing that song and just going nuts over it but and then every when that song came out every year for like five years straight sammy kershaw always came to vidalia and played a show as he should and yeah and so like my first concert was sammy kershaw and i was a huge sammy kershaw fan like i was probably the youngest person in his fan club i got pictures of me backstage with every year that sammy came and uh by the second or third year he knew who he remembered who i was my parents <laughs> said you know like so like yeah dude i'm a big sammy kershaw fan um definitely love my home city um and uh and georgia too so uh but yeah man that, that song i even play that i cover that song in shows so, i mean like that's the first yeah, yeah. When, I, when i looked up where you were from i was like there's you gotta sing my Italian, my dad. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. On. I, was I got a perfect segue, you segue and reason to to play that song. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. You got yeah. an excuse to play. I love it. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I um, I I love going to shows where where I feel like I'm the youngest guy there. Or like, I mean, yeah. it doesn't happen as much anymore. But you know, right. like I, I love going to like I I was recently at uh, Skinnerd. I use that yeah. obviously quotations, but right, yeah. I was there and, and I was probably, it was weird. Cause it was like a few young people and then everyone, you're not getting anyone younger than 50. There's just no way. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So like, that was funny too. Cause like, you just, you just are sitting all around these characters. It was so funny. But, yeah. And I've been in that situation, you know, cause I've been fortunate enough. I, I've seen, I saw George Jones before he died. Yeah. And I saw, I saw Merle Haggard twice. I saw him six, about six months before he passed away the second time. Um, Kenny Rogers and folks like that were oh like, God. I was, I was literally like the youngest, 
person yeah and you know and i'm just like freaking out because i'm like because yeah. yeah. i'm a big classic country guy um and you know i love the, I, there's some new stuff that i love too and but um but yeah man just those those legends man that's that's what gets me fired up we talk yeah. about merle yeah. haggard but that's gets me now, fired tell me up. This. now tell me this so so you love classic country i also love classic country and i mean i say this time and time again like country music was something i found later in my life blah 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 blah, blah. uh but i'm pretty confident in the fact that there's not a song that someone couldn't mention to me and i probably don't know like i exactly. i'm like a, i'm like a human jukebox it just all flows through my head right there's not much else that's in this head but that's yeah. all in the head. so that's all that matters but um i i i think about it all the time and it's like there's something about like the new stuff's great and we love hearing like new people reviving old sounds right Cody mm-hmm. johnson oh yeah the list goes on and on right like zach tops and a uh you know a, a lower tier one that's got a great sound going on too but like there's there's a ton of people that are like bringing that old sound full sway which i love right and i know right. you probably love as well but there's something about just kind of like like the old sound not being always the cool thing but it's really cool to us so like being yeah. able to like be by yourself and just like taking these songs in and realizing how absolutely incredible it is or like sitting in your on your porch or sitting wherever you sit and listen to music and just taking in an entire album and just taking it all in and realizing how you're just listening to straight gold and just right. people don't even realize like there's something that's said about that right and i'm sure that influences you oh most definitely i mean like that's where i that's where i get my most inspiration at man like like songwriting I, I and don't get me wrong i mean like everybody's got these songs this that and other but i want a song i want to write a song that's got some meat to it you know what i mean i want to write something that when somebody hears it then it it either makes them think a different way about a situation or it it just really turns them over their head or you know or makes them feel good or whatever and like i want something to where like people can relate to whatever i'm singing or even if an artist cuts a song that i helped write you know and you get that with the classic like you get that you get like they're talking to you and they're telling a story right and i'm all about the story man like and that's just i mean that's why that's why we do it right like that's 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 why we love this stuff and like people people don't get it who don't love it but that's really what it is like that is that is entirely what it is like you you are 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 taking it in so i had this conversation uh yesterday actually and and if you're listening to this this that up that episode's probably already out um but i had a conversation with an artist named steve mokler who um yeah 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 steve had a you know he's great man yeah and but steve steve doesn't play honky tonks you know what i mean like steve Mm -hmm. steve has a lot of other influences but also has a lot of country music influences and he's found that middle ground sound that kind of just works for him. But the thing was, is what we talked about was like, was like, we, we are listening to music, not to be like, how do I say this without like stepping over my words? What, What I mean is like, there are people who, who listen to music and say like, that's a catchy song. I'm going to listen to this, you know, couple times a week. Right. And they're going to listen to a song. And then there are people that dive in and become passionate about an artist and then you're listening to music not to just listen to it and get a catchy song. You're hearing music to paint a picture of what that artist is trying to say or what you're trying 
to make it mean to you is basically yeah. what I'm getting. Right. So like, I feel yeah. like the way I approach music is I'm like, wow, that hook was great. Or, you know, that bridge was perfect. Or yeah. I, I can picture exactly what Justin's saying here in this song. And, mm -hmm. and like, that's how I approach music. And I think that's how a lot of us do. And, and right. that's why that love for music just grows because it's more than just a catchy song. Exactly. Yeah. And that's as a songwriter, as an artist, and that's, that's what you want, you know, and that's what you, you want people to actually, you know, dive in and, and, and get to the bone, the meat yeah. of the, of the, the whole song. And, but yeah, man, that's, that's what, that's what, like you said, that's what gets me out of the bed in the morning. That's what right. keeps me going. I mean, that's, that's what, that's re what really fires me up. Exactly. So. How do you keep that going? Because a writer, how do you keep that, that dry flowing of like, you know, I, I want the meat and potatoes to be there. Like I want it to be right. it's on the base. Like, how do you, how do you keep that going and not get to a point where you're like, yeah, my well is dry. Yeah. Oh man. There's times where the well is dry, you know, um, there that's like, I mean, there's times where I might write five or six songs a week. And then there's might be some weeks where I might just write two, or there might be some weeks where I, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm washed out. Like, yeah. But the thing is, it's like, I try to tackle every song this way. Like, how can I, if I walked away today, like, how can, I want this song to be one of the best songs that I've, I've written. Like, I don't want to leave a stone unturned. You know what I mean? With the song. I don't want to, I mean, I could sit there and some of my best co-writers that I write with, uh, Jared Hartness, Ethan yeah. Phillips um blame button uh the list goes on i mean but some of my favorite i mean they, these people are my buddies but like we could sit and write a song in an hour i mean really we really could but the thing is it's like is okay is that line the best line it could be sure can we say this or can we say it this way or can we do this and do that and i mean that's what as a songwriter I want somebody, I want Joe Blow down in Vidalia, Georgia. When they hear this the first time, they know what this song's about. You know, they, they there's no denying what this song's about. And then, you know, somebody in New York or whoever, they hear it and they're like, okay, yeah, it's very relatable. You know, I want it to be relatable across the board. Sure. And um, that's how that's how I tackle a song. And, um, and, you know, sometimes as far as inspiration, I mean, getting out and just talking to people, man, like absorbing a conversation, yeah. like just one little thing anybody could say, and it might spark it. Like, hey, hey, you know, I've heard that somebody say that my whole life, but man, that would be a good song idea, you know, just something very conversational and try to keep the song writing conversational, right? you know, and, um, and keep the story flowing. So, don't you think the conversation makes it be more universal? Like you can, if as long as you keep it conversational, it's more or less open up to an opinion. And exactly right, and like right. that's kind of what yeah. you want because you want someone from from Nashville, Tennessee, or Dallas, Texas, or uh, you know anywhere, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, or River Edge, New Jersey. You want all those people to be able to, if they like the music, they you want them to be able to find something in the song that they can relate to. That exactly. keeps them hooked. That keeps them wanting more, and you want that continuous factor. 
And that's why you keep it open and so deep because it's relatable. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if it's not relatable, then you're what basically it? just writing it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. it's gotta be relatable. Um, and you know, find those things that, like you said, that everyday life relatable stuff, the heartbreak, the love, the growing up, the, you know, the, the whole changes of life that everybody goes through. Sure. And sure. it's been done a million times. But the thing about it is once you find it's never been done the way you want to do it, there you the go. way there you, you want to say it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you got to find your way of saying something that's been said so many different times. And that's the only way you're going to really stand out or you can't just run, you know, yeah. everybody's coattails and do the same thing everybody else has been doing. Well, isn't that the beautiful what? thing about it though, is like, is like you can, like I always say, like live life the way you want to live life, right? Like never, yeah. never live life according to how someone else wants to live it, because because mm-hmm. they're not you, and vice versa. Exactly. So like write your songs in your way, and if you have the capability of writing, rewriting that same story a hundred times that's been written a hundred times in a new way, it's just a chain yeah. reaction. Like it's never going to stop. There's never going to be a wall that's stopping you. You just have to reinvent the wheel, basically, without reinventing the wheel. I mean, exactly yeah and that's what i tr- tell people all the time it's like you know um i've been in nashville for september be seven years i've been in nashville and i've seen a lot in seven years i've i've been in the rooms with people who have just now are stars you know yeah. like big stars and even been in rooms with people now who are who right now are number one hit songwriters and yeah and I've been in the rooms with other people that had hits back in the day, some of my favorite songs. But, um, you know, and what I've learned about this town, is, and it took me, you know, a good three to four years, first three or four years to realize this. But, like, just because something happened with this person this way, it's not going to, that's, that, that's not going to happen to you, you know? And, like, and once you really break it down, you're like, you got to just be yourself, man. Like, and I know that sounds very like cliche, like just, but it's the truth because yeah. nobody's going to tell your story the, the way you're going to tell it. Exactly. And no one's going to tell yeah. it better than you. So exactly. I mean, you might as well just put a pen to paper, fingers to keyboard and, uh, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and give it your best shot. And I think that's exactly. Great. Now here's the thing. It's like, feel like we talk about songwriting all the time that's that's a pretty common theme on the show is 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 i really like to get down to the nitty-gritty of the song and 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 why why songs become songs and and but it's interesting because sometimes you talk to guys who are songwriters and and that's Mm -hmm. it right like well use ethan as an example he's getting a lot of free promotion today i don't know but uh, i don't know if he deserves we might have to send him a little text (laughs) and see if we can get some uh get some uh, reverb here right but uh, exactly I, uh, but, but Ethan, here's your example. Like Ethan is, is he's written some of my favorite songs that have never been released. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's, that's totally true. And, and there, and there are a ton of people that have all these songs out and they maybe only wrote a few of them. And that doesn't right. make one person better than the other. It just no. makes, it just creates a different dynamic. Like, 
what I was using before, or we'll use this example, Elvis, right? How many mm-hmm. songs did Elvis cut that weren't his songs, right? That he that all of he them covered exactly. Yeah, he didn't write any of them. exactly. Uh, yeah, I, 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 Elvis, uh, I'll use like a Joe Cocker, right? Like that's a good yeah. example, Joe Cocker. Yeah, George Strait, fifty number ones, didn't write a single one of them. I mean, no. there is a ton of artists that just aren't writers and that doesn't make that makes them great in their own right yeah and then you get guys like a like a parker mccollum who's only ever had like one outside cut ever or like right i don't know there's just there's just a ton of of, of people yeah, like luke well. combs who's written every single hit he's you know yeah exactly right so i mean it just kind of depends on on what you're doing but but you you know you've put your own music out and mm-hmm. you write a lot of songs and I'm yeah. gonna kind of hone in on the three that you've put out this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one Step Away is the first one. Don't Think I Won't is the second one. And then Ain't Nothing New is the third. And I know that uh, as of today, April, uh, August 30th, well, April, no, uh, August 30th, uh, you have another one coming out in like two weeks, right? And if you're listening to this right now, it may already be out or it may be the week it comes out. Anyway, if it's out, Go listen to it. If it's not out, listen to it next week because it's one of those. Yeah. But um, yeah, ain't nothing new comes out the sixteenth. Sorry, September. that's what it was. I jumped. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Gun. I good. jumped the gun. You're good. No, you're good. You're an artist and you're also a writer, right? So was mm-hmm. it? Did you? And 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 I don't know the exact dates here, but I know that these three songs being out in the same year is just the most you put out in one year. Exactly. So far, right. Yeah, so did, yeah. did did you hone that writing craft? enough to the point where you said okay now i'm gonna start putting my own stuff out but you have to learn to balance both of those things right because it's two different jobs essentially it's not like you're doing the same thing right yeah so like so i moved to nashville in 2015 and i had all intentions of doing the artist and songwriter thing whichever one took off first or whatever that's fine um and then i put out uh, a project around 2016 16 2017 and it, I, and you know it's kind of one of those things you move to nashville you're ready to get in the studio and you, you know you got these songs it's you like got all this adrenaline stuff. going on right exactly yeah so and like two or three of the songs off the ep are songs that i i co-wrote back when i was like 16 17 or not co-wrote wrote by myself like 16 17 years old and anyway we had a little little success with a song called warning sign mm-hmm. and uh I, I was actually one of my very first co-writes in Nashville. Um, and then after that, I just kind of just put out a few singles every like year or something, every time I get money together to, to do that. Well, rock along till about 2020, 2021 last year. Um, I was, I was writing that whole, that whole time. Like my catalog, I don't even know how many songs I got in my catalog. Like it's, there's a ton. Yeah. I would say at least 400, 500 songs. And, you know, I was getting cuts by other independent artists and everything else. But I started noticing, when I, especially when I got with my buddy Jarrett Hartness, me and him, like, he's he's like my, my we're like a tag team. Yeah. Honestly, man, when it comes to writing, um, I just knew the first time between him and my buddy J.C. Anderson, when I got with them, I was like, we know exactly what each other's thinking before we're even saying it, you know. And um, so – started building a catalog and i noticed that um the songs that i love um and that i thought people would you know just go want to grab them and 
even songs that's gotten me meetings with publishing companies and gotten me in rooms with bigger writers and other artists and stuff were just sitting there. And I'm like, and by 2018, 2019, I done kind of got it in my head. I was like, you know what? I just want to be a songwriter. Like I'm tired of chasing this whole artist thing. Like I was playing music since I was 15 years old, hitting the road every single weekend. And, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate. Uh, I've gotten to open up for some of my, the biggest, my heroes, you know, Charlie Daniels and um, Shenandoah and Vince Gill. And I mean, just, I, I gotta, I've got to, to do a lot but um i kind of hung the artist hat up man and i was just kind of tired of that rat race and just wanted to focus on writing well rock along to 2021 um uh i get engaged and then by i get engaged 2020 by may of 2021 everything went crazy all right and got got through that relationship it was it was a mess and uh anyway so after all that went down i'm like you know what i got something to say man like i need to get this artist hat back on you know what i mean yeah and yeah. so i went went the studio last um back in 2021 and i cut six songs and then i worked on those six songs for the rest of the year trying to get them get them ready on up to about first this year I'm like, I'm gonna have six songs in the chamber and I'm gonna release a song. And these songs, some of these songs, like Ain't Nothing New is three years old. Like I wrote that song three years ago. Um, and I'm gonna release the song every two months and you know, just get back at it, start start back at this artist thing full force. And you know, if something happens, that's great, man. But if it don't, then I'm making me a record that I I, I always wanted to make. You know I what I'm saying? It. I love and it. And I we just went I just went full force, man. I, um, and then I also a couple months ago went back in and cut two more. So I keep train rolling. So yeah, I, I've got, I've got music in the chamber till about mid next year. So, so are you telling me by the end of it, it's going to be a project. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, and I'm just doing the singles game because you know, the whole algorithm and all that kind of stuff is the best bang for your buck. I mean, exactly yeah yeah it's like oh man well he's about to put out a brand, another another one this that another but yeah by the time it's all said and done it's pretty much going to be a full record 10 song record That's and uh, i'm going to get vinyls made i'm going to get all that so i'm going to send you put me one. down yeah. for one <laughs> yes sir so yeah man like and some of these songs have um like are they're my favorite songs and yeah. um and like i said they some of them are are three years old some of them are only a year old and uh but yeah i just and, it, and it's very like diverse record it's all country but as far as subject matter um storytelling and everything else um i think it really defines who i am you know and that's that's something too that i'm proud of and and, and another thing i'm proud of is every co-writer um on this thing Every single one of them were really good buddies and really good friends, and it's like a it's like a team team project. You know what I mean? I love it. I think that that it's uh, there's something to be said about one. Well, one, I'll backtrack here and say that that you know, in in a very odd way, and and in, in not a great way, but a way that hardship that you went through in terms of relationship is kind of what lit the fire under your ass. Right. And you were like, yeah, man, what? like I can do this. I have stuff to say. I've just never had a way to say it until now. 
Um, right. And like, there's all this stuff I want to say. And music is a huge path of letting emotion out for some people who don't know how to let emotion out any other way. So like, exactly. whether that be a happy emotion, like doesn't matter what type of emotion that is, but emotion nonetheless. So like to light that fire under your butt and say, okay, I'm going to go for it and just see what happens. One that's commendable because some people yeah. can't do that and they can't put those feelings on their sleeve like that and let them go. Um, so that's commendable too. I mean, it's gotta be cool to do a whole project with your friends. And I yeah. know, like at the end of the day, right? Like, why do you get into music? You get into music because you love music. And why do you love music? Because probably your friends love the same music and that makes that love for music stronger. And so like to be able to kind of mix all those lives in and, and, and just do it all together, that's gotta be cool at the end of the day, right? I mean, why not? Yeah, man. And like, yeah, it's, it's these people, they're, they're more they're more than friends they're family like yeah. all these guys that that help write these songs and everything like we're we're like a family up here and man we always got each other's back and that's what i love too man it's like when you find that that everybody has that core group in nashville everybody's part of a core group sure you know you got your you know these people's got their core people that they write with and it's that but when you find find your core group man and you know that even if they're in a room, even if they've got a publishing deal, if they're in a room with the president of Sony, your name is going to get mentioned because yeah. you and him are boys, y'all are tight. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like yeah. when a room full of opportunities, the friends you want is somebody to mention your name. That's right. That's right. And that's, and that's how we are, man. The, uh, uh, the one thing I, uh, I heard once, and I feel like this is a great takeaway. Uh, who said this? And why can't I remember who said this? It was someone that I, I don't remember. But uh, one thing I heard once was that in life, you have friends and then you have acquaintances. And those friends are ones that will do anything for you. And you'll probably come up in every conversation they have. And mm -hmm. the acquaintances are people you're friends with and you're friendly with. But right. they may not be there like your friends are. So that's why they always say to like, keep your friends close right and you're and you're in your group small because like you know mm -hmm. you have six buddies that all write songs that all play music right no matter Rap. what like you just said no matter what and for anyone that's listening like no matter what if you are in a conversation with someone who can change someone's life you'll probably get mm -hmm. mentioned and it's crazy exactly. it's crazy thing yeah. that every day i talk about my friends to you know people i see every single day and i mean i can't do anything for my friends but a lot of your friends can so so it's uh Rap pretty cool it's pretty cool and i think that's why like music in general in the music community whether you're in nashville or texas or new york or la or wherever you might be um georgia wherever you might be like the music community as a whole is pretty cool because you know like I, i've gotten to sit here with guys like you and and i've done this just hundreds of times and there's yeah. some people that have done some cool things been able to do some cool things for me and and you know i'm really grateful for that and i'm sure you feel the same way and um you know, I just think it's a really cool community. And if you're listening and you want to get into that community, just shoot for it and see what happens. Yeah, man. That's what I tell people all like most of these guys that I've, I mean, because most of these guys in this group, um, I don't see, there's probably about three or four of them. But like, even like Ethan, uh, my buddy Blaine Bunting, um, they're both from Georgia. But like, I, I moved to town before they did. And, yeah. um, and they were type, like, they were thinking about coming. I'm like, well, or, you know, moving up here. But, you know, they've maybe only been in Nashville a couple of times. I'm like, dude, just take a week, come on up, 
sleep on my couch. Yeah. Like, I'll show you around. We'll go do this. We'll go do that. Like, and if I'm not there, here's my key. Sure. Go, like, I trust them with my life. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, and um, so like, it's it's one of those things like, you know, being, being buddies for that far back and then getting out there and um, actually doing it and trying to, you know, make a, um, make a way, man. Like that's, that, that, that carries some weight. You know what I mean? Start from yeah. the, you know from beginning and like my buddy matt mckinney i don't know you know matt mckinney i know of matt mckinney he probably doesn't know, okay. him. I know him yeah so me and matt were roommates for two two and a half years um and like man matt mckinney is one of the best guys in the world i mean that joker has put his neck out for me even even though i've been in town longer than he has but like as far as like being in a room with people who could change your life and mention yeah. You know, mention your buddy's name. That Matt McCain's a prime example of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm telling you, man, like it's it's just that's the type of people that you want to be around and yeah, you want to confide in, and you want to you want to work with and just do yeah. this thing with. You know. Totally, I agree. I mean, listen, he's so, great, and 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 I'm sure you have a lot of people like that, and uh, it's really important, especially when you're when you're literally in a business that's halfway about word of mouth and who's going right. to put you in the right spot and vice versa. So, um, no, I think it's great. I really do. And, uh, you know, I hope that for you that that continues and that you get to keep making those connections with people and then you get to keep being in the right spot at the right time and, and in the right rooms with the right people and doing the thing and, and just loving it at the end of the day. Like if, yeah, if man. you don't love it, don't do it, but yeah. But if you yeah. love it, if you love it, keep doing it. And uh, I'm glad that you love it. And I'm glad that you keep doing it. And I hope that you do. And I'm very excited for this batch of songs. I'm very excited to hear this, this project you got going. I'm very excited to listen to it on vinyl. Yeah, man. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm excited too for that. I'm like, I want to have it. I want to hold it and that's right. play it on the, on the turntable. But yeah, yeah man, I, I, this, this new single coming up, like I said, I've had it for, I wrote it about three years ago with my buddies, Brendan Roberts and Dustin Huff. And, um, it's one of those songs, like, I know as soon as we wrote it, I was like, this song is, I love this song. And I always knew I was going to do something, you know, or either somebody was going to cut it or one of them was going to cut it, or if not, and I was just like, man, this song can't sit around, you know? And um, so it turned out great in the studio, and uh, I'm excited about it. But, yeah, to give you a little sneak peek, so, like, that, and then I think the next single is going to be one that me and Ethan – and S.J. McDonald wrote, it's called No Tell Motel. Yeah, we wrote a song called No Tell Motel, and uh, <laughs> man, it's it's a very cool, cool vibey song, and nice. uh, I'm excited about that, and then talking about the whole split up thing, I got a song that I'm putting out, too, it's called Ring for Sale, nice. and uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, man, it's just a bunch of, bunch of, a lot of, lot of stuff going on, and trying to, trying to keep everything rolling, you know? Hey, there's all, that's all you can do, right? That's all you can do is just yeah. keep it rolling and keep doing it, keep loving it, keep pumping it out, and uh, it'll work out. And I'm excited, dude. Yes, sir. Real excited. Yes, sir. Justin, dude, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. You rock. And uh, if oh, anyone's man. listening to this and, and doesn't know you already, uh, they're about to. And, uh, you know, I have all the faith in the world that they'll think the same way I do. And, and, and you really kick butt. And I'm really excited to see what you got coming down the pipe here. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And, uh, Man, I love what you're doing right here, man. That's this is awesome, you know, getting getting people out there, you know, and to a, 
another audience, you know, that they wouldn't normally reach. And man, I tell you, if, if it wasn't for, you know, if it wasn't for people like you, then man, like, you know, what are we doing this for? You know what I'm saying? Like the, the people who love music and that's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's all you it know. is. That's that's all that matters, man. A bunch of music lovers, you know. That's right. And, um, that's right. But, I don't claim to be anything but a music lover. That's that that's right. what it is. So, um, well, you know, I, I I love it, and uh, you know, the people that are that are supporting me uh, is, is the way I get to support you guys. So so it means just as much to me as it means to you. And uh, yes, sir. And, and uh, you know, I, I I love being able to go on this journey together and and not separate. And that's that's uh, that's really important to me. And and uh, you know, I, I I thank a lot of people for that every single day. And it's pretty cool. So uh, I appreciate you being a part of it, and I'm just really excited. I am. Uh, Thanks, yeah. buddy. Everybody, you can go follow Justin on Instagram uh, at Justin at Justin underscore Dukes underscore music. And you can follow uh, him on Instagram and uh, across all socials. And, you know, yeah. if you go there, there's show schedules and, and uh, you know, updates on songs and, and maybe some unreleased stuff there, too. And and all these things to keep you on the hook until uh, more music comes out. Uh, his new song, Ain't Nothing New, is either mm-hmm. out now or it's going to be out next week, September 16th. Uh, if it is past September 16th, go listen to it, go stream it, go share it with all your friends. If you're waiting a week, sorry, you're waiting a week. But when it does come out, share it with all your friends and uh, do all the good things that we say do week in and week out. Uh, everybody, this is another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. If you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're, at, we're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to it, we're there. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. And um, yeah, share it with your friends. Do all the good things. Like I keep saying, I keep said that three times already. I'm going to say it another two. It's <laughs> all right. But uh, share it with your friends. Do all the good things. And uh, this is another episode of the RCM Podcast. I'm Kyle Corliss. That's Justin Dukes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. <laughs>